congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. Like There was a reason when I went to camp here that I was the unit commander because I was loud. What kind of a camp has a unit commander? Um, So I went to... Culver summer camps and Culver academies in the winter school and it's based in like military and so in the summer it's really just how you move like hundreds of children in some sort of order they kind of march you march around in units must say and I was part of some weird right wing (laughs) you're not gonna (laughs) ask us to join a cult are you I mean maybe (laughs) Culver is a little bit of a cult like if Megan, we're not going to participate in your cult-like <laughs> behaviors. But it's a nice little group. Just leave your personal belongings at the door. It is a little bit door. cultish. It's it's super fun. I mean, like, because I went to boarding school, and I went there, and my grandfather went there. That's how I ended up there was my grandfather went there, and everyone's always like, oh, your parents sent you away. And my mom's like, mm, I would have found somewhere cheaper to send her if I wanted to send her away. <laughs> boarding school. Wow. Yeah, I thought only British people did that. Oh, no. And this one's in the middle of, like, nowhere Indiana. It's not even up, like, East Coast New England. It's just straight up in the middle of nowhere Indiana. And yeah, it was probably the middle of East Coasters. School? Yeah. When, you were, when I went back and worked there, all the staff was Lieutenant Runyon or whatever. So you so. were a lieutenant in the... Weird cultish camp. Yeah, yeah. And I, when I was 12, I was our wing leader because the girls' units were like butterflies and cardinals and the boys were cubs and beavers. So we were wing I'm glad leaders. The girls weren't beavers. <laughs> that would have been weird. Beavers. So did you see the, uh, the news last week where Goop, which is Gwyneth Paltrow's company. Oh, okay. They are selling a candle mm. that smells like a vagina. Yeah, I'm what? pretty sure that you sent yeah. that to me in a private message. Oh, I did think I? I did see, I saw a meme of a fish that said like Gwyneth Paltrow's like candle and I was like, I don't understand what just happened. Yeah, so that explains that, it now. She actually, this is actually for sale on her website. I think it says this candle smells like my vagina. Just like hers personally? Uh, a <laughs> her vagina. personal vagina? A vagina. Well, you know, vaginas have very different smells. Yeah. So how do you know that it doesn't smell like somebody else's vagina? Or do they just have a random... You know what it's kind of like? It's like if when Orange is the New Black and they were selling their dirty underwear, (gasps) they made those into candles. Bro, who wants... I want my house to smell like (laughs) chocolate and cupcakes, not... Not moldy tuna? Not moldy tuna. (laughs) Well, I don't know what the hell you're sitting on over there, but... There's no fish in my tank. <laughs> Honey, your stuff don't smell like vanilla, I hate to tell you. Well, how do you know? Have you been, your, has your face been sitting in my lap lately? I was I just have some vanilla going on down here. I'm just saying sometimes well, you fall asleep when I'm over. <laughs> we are not that kind of partner. You stay away from my fucking lap. Sometimes I'm curious. <laughs> I'm not bi, I'm bi-curious. No. God damn, Bonnie. <laughs> no wonder you like dogs so much. Crotch nipper. <clears throat> Jesus. She was, she's got like, she upgrade, right? She was a dog in a past life. Now she's like moving up the scale of, of humanity. weirdo. I'm like one of those dogs that smells the cushion after you get up from the couch. Oh my God. Just kidding. I really don't do that. <laughs> But wow. I do have a nose like a bloodhound, so if you're, if you've got some stinky vajayjay going on, I probably can smell it. So you're gonna like tell me if the, you, you know you need to go freshen up. I would tell you. I'm like, hmm. You know what? I really miss Summer's Eve. <laughs> so that's our code word. <laughs> that's our safe word. Your yeah, Summer's word. Eve. Summer's Eve. Oh. You know what? We really need some vinegar and water. Oh my God. <laughs> and if you could have seen her eyes and her head shake, that would have been just perfect. Is that is that the equivalent of handing someone a mint when you're in close quarters? It must, I, I have totally so. done that, and people have refused. Sometime I'm like, no, really. Would you like a piece of gum? I do that to my son all the time. You need some gum. You haven't brushed your teeth today, have you? <laughs> oh, my God. Get some teeth whiter, would you? <laughs> Sometimes I feel like my grandmother, because she used to say really supposedly well-meaning things, like, 
She was just a little too straightforward. She said, I saw this. I saw this commercial on the TV. They were showing this acme cream. You know, you really should do something about that acme. Speaking of your son, yes, um, I had my first lesson on making edibles yesterday. Yes, my son does work in the marijuana industry. It is fairly well known on this program and and, and legal in Oklahoma. Well, he, yeah, so it's all yes, good. Right. Yes, he did. I did not even know this that you guys were doing this. Well, you know, my mom's been a little down lately, so I was going to try to make her something special, which she does have her medical marijuana card. See, then you're good. And I have a caregiver card, so I'm allowed to facilitate her smoking oh, habits. Facilitate. facilitate. I like that. Is, that. is that the wording that comes with the card? The facilitation of the distribution of marijuana is acceptable within these parameters. It probably mm-hmm. does. I bet if you pulled it out, that says something. Like, that sounds very legalese. Like, you can facilitate this, but you... But no licking your fingers, Bonnie. Right. Which is hard. Have you ever <laughs> Trying to bake brownies and not lick the batter? And you can't lick the batter. You can't, like, you know, lick your... Because, like, if I get it on my fingers, like, I'll, like, lick it off my fingers and then wash my hands, obviously, before I do anything else. Because I wash my hands probably about 50 times when I'm cooking. Yeah. They're very dry right now. But I have to remember that I'm, I couldn't taste it to make sure it was right. And I couldn't lick my fingers. And it was... It was, and now I have this. Because you'd forget to take them out of the oven? No. Well, I had to (laughs) drive home. Oh, that's Um, right. You weren't at your house. And so, and, you know, then I have all of this banana. I'm sorry, officer. I was just, I was just cooking. I have all of these (laughs) banana chocolate chip muffins at my house that I can't eat. I mean, you could eat them. Yeah. And just not leave the house. (laughs) No one would know. Except for your dog, because you know that whole the scale of how fucked up you are is if I'm if I'm too fucked up to walk my oh, dog. Oh, I did hear that. On yeah. the new, was yeah. it New Year or the year end one? I think mm-hmm. it was the year end. That's yeah. always my that's my cutoff. Is am I too drunk to walk the dog? Am I too high to walk the dog? I feel like you would just be like skipping down the street then, just really happily like walking the dog. Clearly, like, you haven't seen Vonnie in that state. <laughs> oh no, not good, huh? <laughs> not a not a good place. No comment. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it takes an awful lot to get me drunk enough not to be able to walk the dog. Oh no, I meant That's if you eat said. like too much of the the oh the, the weed the weed muffins, you'd just mm. be like happily like dancing down the street. <laughs> like, in the olden days, I'd be laying down with a dog. <laughs> Let's all pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so disgusting. She'd be making like Dude. snow angels with no snow, like gravel angels. And then she has to call in sick net the week after that because she has a UTI. Because <laughs> I'm, be like, I'm marking my territory have right you along with the dog. He soaked underwear lately. <laughs> I might remember to take my underwear off before I pee. I mean, how high am I? I have never been too drunk that I forgot to take my underwear off to pee. I've been drunk enough that I had to not so much get in this squatting position as like the football position with your hands down and your butt (laughs) out to pee because I couldn't stay up. I don't know. We've got to change the subject here because the visuals are just too disturbing. Oh my God. (laughs) Trying to... Squat, hold on with one hand and hold your pants away from your vajayjay with the other hand so you don't pee all over your pants. Oh See, that's where I was, that's where my mind was going. I have many times. You, there are no convenience stores in the middle oh, of nowhere. Yeah, no, you're you out, got, yeah. have to, you got to pee in the, yeah. in the woods. Yeah. In the I know we've talked about this on the podcast before because we talked about the reason that I bought a shiwi. Yeah. Oh, I've seen those online. Yeah. When you're drinking at the river or in the woods, because that's what you do when you're a teenager, mm-hmm. obviously, you mm-hmm. can't go to the bar, mm-hmm. is that's why you go to the bathroom in groups. Because so somebody that else way, can hold your clothes out of the way? No, somebody can make sure, or you can hold on to somebody else's hand while you're squatting so you don't fall into your own piss. <laughs> <laughs> and then they you they wait for you to get done, and then you do the same thing for them. I See, this is one of those things I missed I in boarding school. <laughs> I've never done that. Well, you're on your own and you're peeing. 
pee in groups? No. Well, no. You don't. Not you in don't the use woods. The buddy system when you, when you go to pee. No, but the, you know it. It does make more sense to squat on an incline. That way, it runs downhill. You learn these things. sometimes, unless it runs underneath your shoes, and then you get pee on the bottom of your shoes. That happened to me one time when I was peeing behind a dumpster. <laughs> I feel like you've lived this like very Megan, interesting you're life. Trial by fire today. I we, love it. We 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 chose this topic specifically to see if you would make it. If, uh, well, I'm that, being tested. And this is how we usually you talk. <laughs> oh, we'll see if she calls us back next time. She'll be like, "Oh, I'm really busy. I, I'm sorry." My calendar's very full. I can't make no. it. Like, you guys are friggin' weird. I'm never coming back. See, I just live vicariously through everybody else who had all the fun. Because, like, my mom told me when I went to school, she was like, if you get kicked out of school for any reason at all ever, you owe me back all of your tuition. Oh. So, like, I got, it was, like, detention. We Maybe didn't call she it that, ate one though. of my muffins. And... <laughs> I got no words. Um, maybe one day. Um, I think I got it. I got like one time thought I was going to have detention and I like freaked out because I was like, I'm going to get kicked out of school for like talking in the library. And then I didn't even have. Oh, D.C. Disciplinary confinement. That's what it's called. It was D.C. Jesus. Yeah. So I, I never really school. misbehaved because I didn't want to pay my parents back. Jesus. And I was a theater kid. Yeah. Yeah. We just we Speaking did have of theater. Speaking of theater, I'm going to try out for a play today. <gasps> How exciting! Yeah, and oddly enough, it it very much fits my personality. I didn't know this when I went to pick up the script because you know they let you check out a script. They make you pay ten bucks, to make sure they get it back. But it's so dirty. Oh, I read God. some of it. In the car. It is so filthy. Is it like a local? Like a like a local? No, no, no. Let no. me tell you the first thing that I read. <laughs> Oh, when no. I read it, I gave it to her in the car this morning on the way to the Starbucks. And the chick was like working on something like an improv or something like that. And the first thing it was is that it's been so long since I had sex. I'm starting to have wet dreams about my vibrator. Oh, my God. That's like one of the that's, first that's lines like a of line the play. that she says. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. <laughs> like the first yeah. line of the play. I'm oh, like, my gosh. I'm like, really? I'm like, I, told I can't it was relate filthy. with this chick. <laughs> oh. I, I kind of think I'm psychic because, you know, I didn't know what the play was about when I went to pick up the script. I'm like, oh, my God, this is me. This is me. This is written about me. <laughs> You're like, who was spying on me when they wrote this? <laughs> like, how do they have access to my diary? <laughs> Somebody must have been listening to the podcast. <laughs> there you go. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm doing that. Break today. a leg. Thanks. It'll be interesting. Consciously. Yes. It'll be interesting to see if I still have my chops. I haven't been on stage since 1996. 96. That's pretty. That's not yeah, bad. Yeah, that's a long. That's time a long. Ago. That's a while. Yeah. I was never on stage. I was a techie. I hid in the back. Uh, I was a director and an actor nice. in my previous life. I was the uh, the light board operator, also known in awesome. our. Our group as the uh, light monkey, because ah. a monkey can run the light board. <laughs> so you were the light monkey. Yeah. Yes. All of a sudden, I just had this realization. We're doing a podcast today, and I don't even know what the hell I'm going to review. <laughs> and that's I've been different. so focused on this theater thing that I'm like, you know, I've been making up my resume. And, and that's different from script. any other podcast. You never know what you're going to review. The only thing that you know you're going to review when we're going into it is the live events. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. And that's only because you have to tell them what you're going to review beforehand. <laughs> Except for this time. Yeah. Well, I mean, now it's different because we're doing like the book book club itself. Well, speaking but, yeah. of which, book club. The book club, book club. <clears throat> come and meet your book buddies. Saturday. This is coming yeah, Saturday. I know. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm so excited. Yay! And I know we've had a couple questions about um, if you haven't read the book that we're going to do the book club, the A.J. Fickery. The, the storied life of A.J. Fickery by hey, Gabrielle You got it right Zevin. this time. You didn't right. call him A.K. Fickery. I had to think about it. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> and um, But it's okay if you're still currently reading it or just if you haven't read it at all, just be prepared that there may be some spoilers when we start talking about it. But so long as that doesn't bother you, hey, join the Come conversation. On. Come on in. We're all 
It's we, all good. We need more book friends. We need more possible filler filler people. I mean, we could have used an extra today. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We could have used a, used a fourth, but, you know, we're starting to run thin on book girls. We need more. You always want more, Martha. I do want more. I want more. I want to take over the world one book at a time. That's why our tagline says that. The one who came up with that tagline. You're right. I am. <laughs> you got a problem with that? No. Nope. <laughs> You're my right at home. Of course, I don't have a problem with it. Good answer. You should put like a subscript little plus sign next to the three, like three plus book girls. <laughs> you just never know how many of us there may be. See? Finally, Megan no. and I have found something we have in common. I was go. talking about like prime numbers and, and numbers that. No wonder you know, he called you a nerd. He's like, I like math. Okay, math girl, spit out some reviews. I read The Unwinding, The Inner History of the New America by George Packer. Speaking of nerds. <laughs> I know. Is this a nonfiction? This almost sounds nonfiction y. Uh, this is nonfiction. Oh. And it's kind of about... That's a 40 to 60-year-old <clears throat> man review. Well, yeah. This is about the changes that occurred in America to bring us to where we are, like, politically, financially, just overall. This isn't just a political book, but it talks a lot about um, how the economy has changed and how politics have changed and just everything in general has changed to kind of bring us to where we are in America right now. Um, how how long ago was this written? In 2013. So, oh, this was before the apocalypse. This is during, and uh, this was written during Obama's presidency. Um, it talks a lot about the financial crisis and a lot about the changes in politics. Really, um, it it sounds like a lot of the changes started about when Newt Gingrich, Gingrich. started in his political career. Interesting, which makes sense because I don't like him. But that's my personal opinion. <laughs> I'm ready for the hate mail. Just bring it. Bring it. <clears throat> Listen, just because I read a lot of Republican stories and political all right. okay. agenda doesn't mean I necessarily agree with all of it. But um, it was really interesting, the changes that have occurred. Like, it talks a lot about all of the fraud and the mishandling of the housing crisis that happened and about how many people like lost everything when that happened. Um, the book itself kind of follows different people's lives, like people that were born like at the beginning of the change and how their life and their children and how different it was for each generation. Like for instance, you know, a lot of places used to have where you would get a pension or retirement. And that's pretty much done away with. They just don't do that anymore. No, it's pretty much, I think, like 401k or Right, nothing. which you put, you're you the one who puts money into it. And right. it's basically putting money into the stock market. Right. And retiring on whatever you make out of the stock market. I know a lot of uh, companies like match your 401k. So that helps a little bit. But like the whole pension thing and retirement. Mm-hmm isn't really it just doesn't happen and wages are lower now than what they used to be like, like quite a bit yeah like um i read about this one lady's life and she was talking about she worked for a business that after the financial crisis happened their business was one of the ones that went bankrupt and when she was working there and you know this was like what like 20 years ago mm -hmm. or so yeah she was making $50,000, $55,000 a year. Uh, high school education, working in a factory, she made $55,000 a year. And then it talked about how the business closed and it was bankrupt, but then they opened and only hired part-time workers. And she, for a short period of time, went back and worked for them again, making half of what she was making before. Hmm. Interesting. When you read this book... You understand it kind of, you know, turns the light bulb on so that you understand how we got to where we are. Because a lot of people are like, well, I don't understand what's changed. Why is, you know, they think that people are just lazy and just not wanting to work. And that's why that people well, are gee, making me, less let money. Me, let me think. Uh, minimum <laughs> wage hasn't changed since I, well, I, I reentered the workforce in 2011. 
Yeah, because it was 10 years ago. I've been at my job for 10 years. When I started working again, the minimum wage was seven twenty-five. It's still seven twenty-five. Years later, yeah, it's still seven twenty-five. And think about how much and the cost of living has gone has up gone up exponentially. Yeah. yeah, inflation. How much inflation has risen during that time, and nobody's wages has gone up. Nope. Mm-hmm. You have the opportunity to get a raise through merit. Yeah, but when your employer isn't required to pay you more than seven twenty-five an they hour, they don't. They don't. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're going to get a raise, it's only a few cents. It does. It barely costs them. It it barely covers the cost of inflation with how small the raises are. Well, and like seven months ago, eight months ago, I actually like got laid off and was like, oh, I'll go be a cashier wherever, like Mm -hmm. just so I have some income. And when I like looked at how much I'd make versus what I could claim on unemployment, I could make more on unemployment than I could cashiering at Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like... I guess I'll just job hunt and collect my unemployment until I find a job that I want. And I was like, well, how backwards is this system that like... You get more money not to work. You'd get more money to literally sit at home. I mean, I was job hunting and doing... What do you do for a living? Jesus Christ. Well, I was a a corporate trainer. So I did like HR training and and I traveled 32 weeks out of the year. So we were well... I often say like we were way overpaid compared to what other trainers make who don't travel. But because you were on the road all the time, they had to like... Make it I mean, they attractive. They had to up their game a little bit so yeah. that they right. could... Hmm. That and, you know, 25 years ago, I think that's far enough back, you didn't have to have a college degree to get a somewhat good job. Right. Now, I mean, like, to get the really good jobs of college, you know, you had to have the college degree. But now everybody has a college now, degree and they're still making minimum wage. Yeah, but you can't hardly get a job without a college degree now. Fair enough. I mean, it's so difficult. So... All of these kids are going into college and just getting so far into debt before they even join the workforce. And then since everybody has a college degree, it's not it's not comparative how much more they make with a college degree. Well, it's just really informational, though, like kind of puts it all in perspective and kind of lets you step back and like and and say, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was very informational, but not textbooky, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because they followed people's lives, it was more... Um, you got attached to their story. Like, you wanted to know what was happening. Yeah, like, almost like, like reading oh, a, what happened to this like person? Like a fiction book, but a true but it's book. But it's actually yeah. stuff that happened. They actually talk about Jay-Z in this book. Oh, yay. Which I think I mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was interesting that they talk, they talk about Elizabeth Warren in this book. They talk a lot about a lot of people who are still pretty... Still prominent, in the public eye. Prominent, yeah. right. Hmm. But it was very relatable because it was a story told from a regular person's perspective and follows their life and their kid's life. Hmm. And yeah, it was really interesting. I enjoyed it. But of course, you know, I like stuff like that. It does sound interesting. That sounds informational because I think it's sometimes it's hard like when you're living it to step back and be like, okay, how did we like get here like it's easy to do when you're like looking at history and looking at like how did we get to world war ii and you're like well and you can like look at it from a from far away right whereas like when you're in it i think it's harder sometimes to be like how did we end up here like what what the hell happened it's hard (laughs) to take a step back yeah and look and it it sounds like that book kind of helps you take that like step out of the experience and like look at it from because i don't know about other people but me i'm always like okay there's got to be a reason why things are the way they are so I want to know why it is. Why is it that there's only, you know, the 1% of the 1% in America that has money and everybody else is the 99% who just are struggling to get by every trickle-down economics doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Nope. When they, like, even with the college degrees and stuff, like, you look at some jobs when I was job hunting, they're like, oh, our salary is, you know... 40,000, but you have to have a master's degree. Like, who yeah. with a yeah. master's degree is going to be like, sure, I'll work for that. They're going to be like, no. That's because so many people have a master's degree now. Yeah, but yeah, it's like... it's crazy. I would look at it and be like, master's degree in 40... Like, I don't have a master's degree, but, like, I was like, someone with a master's degree isn't going to be like, sure, I'll take that job. Like, yeah. You'd be surprised. I mean, I had to guess it depends how much they really want it. I mean, it could be a job that gets you a really good foot in the door, but... Yeah, but you figure somebody with a master's degree that's only making $40,000 a year... Is now insane. that. Now that Walmart's paying like $12 an hour to everybody, 
Yeah. So that's that's more than I make. It gets it gets messy. We could, we could really go on for days. I on know. The whole it's just economic. It's all thing. about the corporate greed. Mm-hmm. It really is has a lot to do with the fact that they just want more profit and they don't give any of it back to the people who are making it for right. them. Oh, yeah. And that's why we have such inflation when they talk about raising the minimum wage or when gas prices go up. Because all of those people that are making millions of dollars are like, well, pff, I'm not going to I'm not yeah. going to jeopardize my profits. Just raise the prices. People will pay more. Well, the same day they laid off the company I work for laid off 13 corporate trainers with mm-hmm. no warning. They called us on a Monday morning and were like, go meet this random HR person you've never heard of before in a hotel. Good luck. And the next day, or even the same day, was like they released the quarter earnings and how many stores they'd opened and like all this. And my dad was like, because he's like a money guy. He loves to look at that kind of stuff. And he was like, this doesn't freaking make any sense. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they're they, making all this money, but yet they just laid off 13 people. Yeah. And I mean, 13 out of a large, large number. But still, it's like you look at the numbers and go, oh, you don't want to train all those thousand stores you just opened this year. That's cool. Yeah. Good luck with that. Like, but it was that same thing. Like he was looking at the numbers going, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Like it'd be different if it was a company that was struggling and they were like, oh, you know, HR people always get the hacks first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to look at it and go, you made how much last quarter? And you yeah. what? What? Get out. Like, you kidding me? Yeah. It's kind of like when a few years ago, it when gas got up to $4 a gallon, and everybody was like, oh, look, you know, the gas, the oil companies are struggling too, and, you know, it's because blah, no, blah, blah. the so oil so companies were not struggling. But then the when of- earnings came out, they made record earnings that year. Yep. All of the oil companies made record earnings, mm-hmm. and it's like- how are you struggling and making more money now than what you have ever made and charging more on to for gas yep. than you've ever charged before? Oh, yeah. Because you know is... who pays it? The people that have to go to work every day. Oh, yeah. And the people that have two or three jobs because gas is $4 a fucking gallon. Yep. It's Absolutely. not that bad now, thankfully. No, it's like two. No, it's I think it's super cheap here in Oklahoma. It's paid... right on the edge of just two two dollars and I yeah, think it was seven. I think yeah, yeah. it was two oh nine last not time. I... Not fancy. Like <laughs> yeah, whatever. we can't afford that fancy gas. <laughs> That's such an Oklahoma thing. When I moved here, I was like, "What is? Why is the gas station on the corner like seventy cents more expensive than every other gas station around me?" And I was like, "What is this? Like no ethanol shit? Like yeah. I don't understand." Yeah, everybody else has ethanol in their gas. Oh, we have real gas. Yeah, the real gas. Yeah. I figured it out the first time I paid that much, and then I was like, "Why is that guy down the street like?" half the price and i was like oh there's a difference out here okay that was not a thing in tennessee it was an interesting book part of it made me angry i want to know the facts i want to know why things are the way they are it's my curious brain it's the same reason why sometimes i'm in the middle of reading reading a book and then i will fall into a google hole for 45 minutes because i start googling stuff that was in the book yep Mm-hmm. I've done that before when I read historical fiction. I'll be like, wait, did this really happen? Google. I'll be like, oh, shit, it did. Okay. And when I read here, here's me just not giving a shit. <laughs> when I read before uh, before we were yours was when I was still working um, Saturdays at the uh, library. And I spent a whole library shift Googling about Georgia Tan and the Tennessee orphan scandal. Oh, now, what was that one called? It's before we were yours. Oh, my God. It was so freaking good. I'm writing this down. So good. Go for it, baby. <laughs> <clears throat> Once again, we're proving that you two are super compatible <laughs> after Megan and I got into a meme war on Facebook about <laughs> fucking vampires. Twilight one, by the way. She'd post a Twilight meme and I'd post a regular vampire meme and it went back and forth like that for a I while. I missed and I'm this like, meme. Finally, I, I missed give up. It. I give up. She called a truce and I was like, Edward won. <laughs> what evs. Yay, sparkly. Yay, sparkly. <laughs> but again, just to... Close up my book. That was called The Unwinding, An Inner History of the New America by George Packer. That's for all of the male audience for out there. You know, I got Hey, there's back. some economists out there who would, ladies that would probably enjoy that too. I would imagine. I mean, I can't be the only female that enjoys political, economical, nonfiction books. I'm sure we'll so. get a shout out on our Facebook page tribe. Speaking of tribe, I did something really dumb. I apologize to all the tribe members who've been waiting for approval because I kept looking at it and it would the, the notification notification would say you have a request and I go to it and I couldn't see the request. I'm like, what the fuck? 
then I realized I was looking at it as myself, not oh. as three book girls. Oh. So it's been like a week where I'd go and I'd look. And I was like, yeah. how come and I, I can't see it? That's I why. didn't go in and accept it because, you know, the book book tribe is like your baby. So I didn't want to overstep. It doesn't matter. We're all we're all together in this. Usually I just accept and say, hey, I just accepted this person. That, that's <laughs> fine. I'm a dumbass. And I didn't... <laughs> Yeah, well. It's hard when you run multiple pages. I know. So sorry about that, peeps. All right, Megan, what do you got? All right. So I am reviewing Killing November by Adriana Mather. And this book falls really well into what we were talking about earlier uh, because it's based in a boarding school. Hey. Ooh, boarding school. Boarding school is always in my wheelhouse since I went to one. So you pretty much say boarding school, and I'm like, sure, I'll give that a read. Uh, so this is the first book in a series. The second book comes out sometime this year, I believe. And it starts with our main character, November. And she's living up in, I want to say Maine, but it might be, it's somewhere New England-y. And they kind of live out in the woods, and it's her and her dad. Her mother uh, has passed away. Her aunt, that her mom's sister, lives kind of close by. And she's living just this really normal life. And... Her dad's an ex-CIA operative, so he trains her on all kinds of like knife throwing and tree climbing and kind of cool things because CIA. And why not? <laughs> because CIA. Because CIA. <laughs> because knife throwing is something everyone should know. I mean, we probably should. At I practice this point. at home. Yeah, you, we should have little bullseyes and just. But throw that's only because I'm clumsy and I drop everything. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not really knife throwing; it's more knife dropping. Like, right? Watch out, Echo! <laughs> the Mama, dog that can't hear I'm you. I'm in the ER. I dropped a knife in my foot. <laughs> everybody, everybody takes cover when I unload the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Store that in my. Uh, knowledge bank there <laughs> so yeah she's living pretty normal life um out in pacific in the north new england area i was about to say pacific northwest wrong side of the country up in the new england area twilight on the brain it was that in, in ted bundy it was just it was it was in my brain and so then one day her dad comes and says hey your aunt's house got broken into i've got to send you away to this boarding school to protect you while i go investigate what's happening and she's like okay dad whatever and so she packs her stuff she goes to the airport gets on the plane and all of a sudden next thing she knows she's now in like this castle type room and she's like how the fuck did i get here so what she's in happened? hogwarts she's kind of, it is it's a little hogwartsy is how i pictured in my head yeah um i think in the book trailer they used because uh, they did like a movie trailer type thing when the book came out. And I want to say they used the castle in Germany, that white one with the blue roof that oh, you see all the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to say it looked kind of like that, if I remember correctly. It's been a minute. And I think that's the that's the castle that's on my German mug that you brought me. Probably. I don't know. It's like the castle in Germany. <clears throat> I can't think of what it's called right now. There's a castle on it. Anyways, <laughs> she's she wakes up. She's in this castle. She, she wakes up in this castle and she's like how the hell did I get here? Like, I don't understand what the hell just happened. And then she realizes that basically she got on the plane and they gave her like a glass of water or juice or something and it was like spiked and it like knocked her out. Um, Roofie. Yeah, basically the school like roofies you to get you there uh, <laughs> because it's a top secret boarding school and no one knows its location. It is just in a forest somewhere. We're not sure where. Yeah, sounds like the Institute. Or like Sky High. Was it? <laughs> it was the best movie ever. I love that movie. I, love, I will stop what I'm doing anytime that movie comes on my television. I need to just buy it. Um, so she's sitting there and she's with the headmaster, uh, whose name is Blackwood. And she's like, I, she's like, fine, I'll stay for a couple weeks until my dad comes back and it's all going to be good. And you kind of get the impression from the headmaster and other people like, uh, girl, you're going to be here longer than a few weeks. Like, I don't know where you think you are, but you're not there. <laughs> And so when she's meeting the headmaster, they ha in the academy we come to find out is called Academy Ebskinditi. And if I hadn't listened to that on audiobook, I would have butchered it. So thank you, audiobooks. Um, has basically three rules that you have to live by uh, while you're there. And the first one is you don't speak about, write about, or any other way communicate about your life outside the walls, who your family is, what country you're from, any type of relatives like you don't talk about anything personal so you don't talk at all well you can talk to each other you just can't be like hey my last name is blah 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 like you can't have you're not supposed to have any like friends so to speak 
The second one, you can never leave campus, which you don't know where you are anyway, so I'm not real eager to leave. And they have the very old uh, punishment system of an eye for an eye. So if someone punches you in the face, you are within your right and punishment laws of the school to punch them. Or if someone <coughs> tries to kill you, you can try to kill them. Lovely. Super, yeah. And so she gets there and she's like, what the actual hell is happening? So she has her rules. And we quickly realize that she's the only one that genuinely has no idea what the fuck's going on. That everyone else in the school has lived by these rules pretty much their whole lives. That they were raised very differently than she was because they think she's like playing a game. Because everything's a game and it's like a contest and they're all kind of competing. But there's no like... It's not like Hunger Games where you're like winning something. It's like, like it's Big Brother. <laughs> kind of, yeah, it's kind of... it's It's very like... Everyone is on some kind of mission that only they know about to try to like, because these family, what we learned is there's different families and I can't remember what they were called because I tried to Google it and write it down. I couldn't find it again. Um, they're all from different families, kind of like Hogwartsy houses, but families. Mm-hmm. And they are kind of almost like the Illuminati is the best way to describe them without giving mm-hmm. a lot away that these ancient families control... And manipulate governments to get what they want. And they've been huh. around for years. What did you say the name of this was? Killing November. Hmm. So our main character's name is November. It sounds an awful lot like a book I've read, but I just don't remember which one. Oh, I don't but know. But I know it wasn't that one. Yeah. it's a, It was good. And it was... So you find out... They all think she's playing the dumb game. They're like, oh, if, if they figure, oh, if she's playing dumb just to, like, take us off our guard. And when in reality, she isn't playing dumb she literally doesn't know what's going on Mm -hmm. so she befriends her roommate and her roommate's twin brother and they have a whole lot of adventures um there's some murder there's some mischief maybe a smidge of romance thrown in because you know it's ya i don't think i said that at the beginning it's ya you didn't say ya so now i know i now i know (laughs) i haven't read it. yeah so it's definitely ya um and it's the first book in the series and so with i don't give too much of it but there's a lot of like plotting and trying to figure out like who is a good guy and who is a bad guy and is their family good or is their family bad and all the families kind of have their own set kind of like game of thrones where they all have their own like tagline right? oh like, yeah mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah like the lannisters always pay their debts like each right. of these families have kind of their own standard of like here's what our family stands for mm-hmm. and so as you're going you kind of learn who's which family and what that means and they kind of all have like a mascot so like you have the bears and you have again like game of thrones a little bit yeah (laughs) it kind of is yeah so like the bears the jackals and i'm blanking on what the other ones are lions those are three i can remember off the top of my head badgers there should be some honey badgers (laughs) you always need some hufflepuffs in there somewhere honey Uh, badger doesn't give a fuck (laughs) no but British honey badgers are so much more friendly than American <laughs> honey badgers. Look like they want to kill you. Um, but yeah, and so you go through the the process of finding out like who is behind this big conspiracy and who's because I mean from the title, someone's trying to kill November. Obviously, killing November and what that why they're trying to kill her, who's trying to kill her, kind of following all the learning, all the families. There's a little bit more world building because it is the first book in the series. So she's laying that groundwork for you. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I got to the end, I was like, oh, there better be a second book. And so I looked it up. I was like, "Okay, there's a second book. Um, I listened to it on audio, which was kind of nice because I could hear them pronounce things like Askendidi, I would have been like, I have no idea. Abscendidi, I would have been like, I have no idea how to say that. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the book. I, I did judge the book by its cover, though, the first time I saw it. I'm mm. so bad about that. I, yeah, and I know like authors don't have a lot of say a lot of times in what their cover looks like. I'm not a fan of the cover, but I really uh. loved the book, which is why I listened to it on audio, because I was like, I can't. Look at the cover. I can't. Yeah, it's, and, I don't like covers that are just like, here's a picture of some people. So it doesn't matter necessarily like what book it would be. It's just never like I like covers that are kind of more mysterious and interesting. Um, when I looked at the, this book cover, I kind of went, oh, it looks like Gossip Girl just got thrown on the cover of this book. But that's fine. No hate to Adriana Mather because I'm sure it wasn't necessarily her choice. Uh, but I did really mm-hmm. like the book. So I will definitely listen to the second one. 
Yeah, but to be fair, the book is very boarding schoolish. Yes, it is. And it fits. I just don't like covers personally. It makes me think of Cruel Intentions. Are you looking at it right yes. now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is kind of Cruel Intentions looking. Mm-hmm. I never yeah. thought, yeah. They're in like black skirts and well, white shirts. And... Of course I had to Google it. You can't talk about the cover and then me not look it up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's very Cruel Intentions Gossip Girl looking, which is like my problem. <laughs> Lots of probably other people are like, what are you talking about, you crazy person? Why does it matter what the book cover looks like? I don't know. I'm weird, I guess. Um, but I really did enjoy it because I saw the trailer for the book <coughs> when it first came out. And when I saw the little book trailer, I was like, oh, my God, this book is going to be awesome. I'm so excited. And then I saw the cover and I was like, Ugh. oh, what the hell? I was like, what? Ha- when bad book covers happen to great books. Um, <laughs> again, no hate. Adriana Mather, because <laughs> I did really like Still your book. Still love the book. Still love the book. Just not a fan of the cover. Um, so, yeah, that was Killing November by Adriana Mather. So I tried. Yeah, I am really a fantasy lover at heart. You know that Lord of the Rings is one of my favorite mm-hmm. books, series. And I've always loved it. I do like the whole fantasy world type thing, but it's very hard for me as I get older to suspend my disbelief. And because you've read so much? Yeah, yeah. I didn't like Game of Thrones, and I didn't like the uh, the series much. My husband loved it. But I saw that The Witcher was on there, and so I thought, yes. man, he's a good-looking boy. I could maybe get into this. So I started trying to watch The Witcher, and I couldn't get into it. It just bored me to tears. What is what hey, is Siri, hey Siri talking about over there? Over there? <laughs> it heard you say the Witcher and it was responding. Oh. Um, apparently um is Siri also liked the Witcher. <laughs> well, apparently Siri didn't think the guy was as hot as you did. Why? What did Siri say? I don't really know. <laughs> well <laughs> Clearly Siri needs glasses. But anyway. Um I don't so I really, I really saying Siri. <laughs> <laughs> How many times can we make your phone talk? Hey, Siri. Oh. I'm listening. Oh, is she talking on your watch? Yeah, it's oh, my... Sorry. Is yours British, too? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> God, you guys. So, anyway. Anyway, back to The Witcher. Uh, so, I couldn't get into it, bottom line. So, what I did is I thought, okay, well, I'm going to try the books because it's such a phenomenon right now. Mm-hmm. With The Witcher on Netflix. A lot of people are talking about it. I saw an article that just tipped me over the edge, which is that they've had to do a reprint of a lot of the books and they can't keep them in the store because they're so popular now. That's awesome. So that's a good I problem to have. Got on and used a credit, Ooh, it's, which always kills me. You didn't live it? No, it, it's probably got back months. Yeah, you, yeah. it's like number 43 on. Two copies. Oh, yeah, no. Like, let's see what it is right now. It's ridiculous. Oh, I'm anyway. sure. So I went and used a credit. And I got the the one that was marked Witcher number one. The book is called The Blood of Elves by Andrzej Sapowski. Well, I didn't look at the Goodreads information on it. I just went ahead and and dived right in. Well, it turns out this this is actually not the first in the series. Oh, no. So there was a little bit of information that you're not really getting, uh, especially about the Witcher himself and about why he's a pariah. You kind of get the idea that he's he's some kind of a, I don't know what you'd even call it, a, an abomination because he's a mixed race individual. He's part elf. He is cute. He mm. is. I know. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, he is. I need to Man, watch it. cleft in his chin. Oh, <sighs> I do still have a heartbeat over here. Anyway, I'm just looking at the backside of him. I can't see the oh, cleft in his man. chin. I'm looking at a whole different cleft right here. Yeah, well, that is pretty nice. Too. It's next on my list after yeah. I finish the Dublin murders. Gerald is 124. People in line for the audio. Yeah. Yes. See what I mean? Book? Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. So I'm. I'm definitely. I was not up for waiting for that. Really, I I guess I wasn't that impressed because the story itself is follows a pretty predictable path. Mm. <laughs> Having said that, though, I really did enjoy it. The main character, the Witcher, 
is sort of has a destiny. He's he's supposed to, you know, save this young girl and and protect this young girl. And he trains her as a witcher, which is basically a bit like a neutral assassin. Okay. Okay. He teaches her how to do this martial arts crazy stuff with a sword. He teaches her how to defend herself, which is good. And she ends up getting separated from him, which is... And there's a lot of politics going on around the whole situation. Mm -hmm. Politics? She is obviously um, important to the story. And there is sort of hints of her powers. Okay. As you go through the first one, I'm I'm I just finished the second one, which does tell you that I liked it enough to at least move on. And I did listen to it on audio. That's true. Which for me, that's unusual in itself because usually there's too much unfamiliar wording. So there's good and evil, there's war, there's a good-looking witcher who's in love with the sorceress who is of questionable integrity. Um, Lots of good stuff for people who like high fantasy. And I used to like it a lot more than I do now. It is a a book that would be good for adaptation. And so far, I went back and had, had watched a few episodes. And now that I know what's going on, I can kind of get into it. But without that context, I did not like the series. It took me reading the book and halfway through the next one to even give a shit about the series, even though he is so good looking. So like it kind of just does it does the show like start kind of in the middle almost like you don't have enough backstory to be all in sort of. OK, I don't know. Um, we know when they when I'm they put a hard stuff sell. on TV, it's hard to get that backstory because a lot of it is written in the book. But the world, not put you don't in get the, the yeah. world building. You don't get so the you world. really don't know. You're just kind of like here you're in it. Why the Witcher is a pariah. You have no. I mean, they they did their best, I guess. Yeah. But but I really did enjoy the series more after I went back and read a couple of the books. Okay. Halfway through the second book, I'm like, oh. And then it started to pick up again. So it's one of those ebb and flow type of series. But really not bad overall. After having finished the second one, right towards the end, it did start to pick up again. And I'm not hating it. So I'll probably go for the third. Which is pretty rare. So I can kind of see why this was chosen for adaptation. It has a lot of really good things in it. The first one, you really get, you re- it really gets into the bonding between the Witcher and Cirilla. Or Siri. I don't remember what, I think it's Cirilla. Yeah. Um, they bond very tightly in the first part of it and you kind of get a pretty good background to move on to the next part of the series. So, not bad. Not as good as The Lord of the Rings, but not bad. R.I.P. to uh, Tolkien's Christopher Tolkien died last week, so major bummer. Anyway, uh, I'll just give you title and artist again while we're at the ending here. So, there is a lot of buzz about this, and there's a good reason why. It's called The Blood of Elves, which technically is not the first in the series. There are short stories that precede it. So it's actually number three in the series. So if you want the really good background, I guess you got to go back and even further, which I did not do. I did start with this one, Blood of Elves by Andrzej Sapowski. And anyone that wants the book before that, so do you think he went back and did the short stories after he wrote the rest of the series to like fill in some gaps or did he write them in order? Do we know? I don't really know. Okay. Because I didn't really get into that much of it. I, I, um, oh, by the way, this dude is Polish, I believe. Yeah. And the, and the first one, oh, when I was looking book. it up on audio, they have a book zero. Book um, of Elves is actually book one, but there's a book zero and it's called The Last Wish. Hmm. The Witcher Saga, book zero, hmm. which, by the way, is 131 oh my God. holding 
Jesus. So I guess my question is, is, were these books like popular when they came out or did Netflix just like pluck them out of obscurity and now it's like... I, I think that that probably is more, more the case, yeah. is that somebody just loved the book so much they decided to adapt it. The fact that it is in translation, I think, is probably more like the reason that it didn't get the attention probably. it might have deserved. Yeah. Is the fact that, you know... When you're dealing with something in trans- translation, you're dealing with quite a few years oh, yeah. of getting the momentum up. When I think, But now they're in reprint. This guy's yeah. making bank on these now. Well, I think uh, like a lot of times, I just don't typically find books in translation that I just really enjoy. Because sometimes I think when you translate a book, it loses some of its like... This did not. This didn't? Okay, no, good. No, it was actually pretty good. I think I, if I had been deep in the fantasy world that I used to be in, I probably would have liked it more. But like I said, the older I get, the more cynical I get, the more hard it is for me to just let go yeah. and dive into a new fantasy world. I start to recognize the cliche, you know, good versus evil, you know, right, the, the tropes, the elves and the dwarves and the. But it was interesting, the race war between humans and non-humans that happened during this series. Um, the Blood of Elves was actually from 1994. Really? Yeah. So it came out. It came <clears throat> I, just out. I was just going by. On, um, I was just going by what Goodreads said. It's right there. It has all of the. And then the last book. Was it first published in 1994 in Poland? Yeah, that might be why. That's probably right. That's probably why. Because it says that. published May 1st, 2009 by Hachette Book Group. Maybe it didn't get translated. Maybe that was mass market paperback. So, yeah. Hold on. Let me Wikipedia it. I didn't even really look all that deeply into it. I just sort of, I wanted to see what all the fuss was about. That is pretty much the story of my life. Because of what I do for a living, you know, being a pop princess, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Pop princess. Pop princess. Pop prince. Are we still talking about books? No, I was talking about wor- my <laughs> work. Talking about work. <clears throat> uh-huh. You know, the whole idea uh-huh. of staying on the edge of seeing what's what's what the oh, buzz is about. Oh, you said pop. I thought you said pop. pot. I was like, pop. Are, are, are we still talking about music? Are, are we talking and about pop culture my... and, you know, being aware of what's going on in the world of entertainment mostly? Mm. Because we talk about that sort of thing. And Actually, The Sword with, of Destiny was written before The Last Wish. Because hmm. it says on here, can't find on Goodreads, like I said, if I had looked at Goodreads, I might have actually gone back further. Because it says right here that The Witcher number one, or The Witcher in chronological reading order starts with number three, Saga Garalt de Riva. So Google says Blood of Elves, 94, Time of Contempt, 95, Baptism of Fire, 96, The Tower of the Swallow, 97, Lady of the Lake, 99, and Season of Storms, 2013. And then it says, oh, The Last Wish, 1993, cover to be revealed. But they also have a Sword of Destiny that's 1992. I have it pulled up on Wikipedia. Oh, I don't, even I don't know one. which one is right and which... I mean... This is what happens when series get all out of order. No <coughs> one can figure out what yeah. the hell the order is. Well, Books. sometimes they, they'll go back and and write details. Like if, if if you build the world and they go, well, what about this, this, and this? You go back and, you know, do a prequel. Right. But it looks like he did do it in order, but he just didn't expand upon it until he got to number three. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's what Shannara But the fact that it had did. to be translated from Polish, I'm sure, is part of the reason why it took longer to catch on here. But I was surprised, though, when I found out that it was translated because it doesn't read like that at all. Oh, that's good. No. Hmm. That's and cool. it doesn't have a lot of weird... I don't know. It, it, it was an easy world to get into. So it's something that I could read and not be lost. I'm kind of excited to read. I kind of yeah. want to read it. <laughs> I, because Game I, I of Thrones so. didn't lose me. I pretty much stayed. It, it didn't feel like it was too far out there. I mean, it did have magic in it. But the extreme kind of magic that you see in some of them, it just didn't feel like that as much to me. Like more like magical realism? Like you could like accept it kind of as part of the maybe, world? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It just felt like most of the book is about this race war that's happening between 
the humans and the non-humans. Okay. And the different kingdoms and the way they're behaving towards this. And and normally I wouldn't like that kind of thing, but I, I like the magic element of it. And Siri, who's the main character, along with the Witcher, she is... Kind of finding out. She more has of some like, elder blood in her, and so she's she's sort of got this hidden power. Gotcha. And that's to me what makes the story interesting. I I'm do, waiting yeah. for the magic. I like the magic, but the main part of the book doesn't feel like it's focusing on the magic. You know, it's there. You it's know, like, it's coming. Yeah. You, there are non-human characters that exist in the world, so there's that. I do like a good story when there's like a character who has magic or like a power that they don't even really know about. And then you yep. get to like watch them figure it out. Yep. Yeah. And I like all of the empowerment uh, that's coming forward with with Siri and the way she's recognizing her strength and her power. So there's that part of it that I like a lot, too. I I probably would have initially given it a three and a half to three and three quarters but after i sat with it for a while i upped it to a four that's pretty and good. after i read the second one after i finally finished the second one i would also give that a four when i was halfway through it i was ready to go for a three. Oh well that yeah but then it picked up enough the descriptions of the world are great oh that always and helps the visuals on the series are fantastic I just haven't ju- I haven't made the jump yet. Yeah. I was in a I would definitely mode suggest the, reading the book first though. Okay. There's a lot that I just totally was not getting into when I was looking at the series even though god damn. He's that pretty. Witcher. He is a beautiful thing to yeah, behold. I've been known to watch series just because of the pretty people. Oh man. You, I'm you, all about that. Vam- you, vampire yeah. Diaries? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, which one? Stefan or? Damon. Damon? Oh, totally oh, Damon. Are we, All the way. Are we totally back to this whole sparkly vampire <laughs> so you know, bullshit? You know, last week when I said my friend and I never agree on boys, uh-huh. Damon Salvatore is the one we always agree oh. on. We're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but yep. he's so pretty. Oh, I know. That's what the two of us can uh, agree on him, and that's about when it. When he does that little dance with his shirt open, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Once and he again, you people right are there. speaking a foreign language to this old broad because <clears throat> I. You've no. seen Ian Summerholder. What? Ian Summerholder, who plays Damon Salvatore. Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's so oh. pretty. I might recognize him if you showed me a yeah, picture, okay. but since I, since I don't haven't oh, watched he, any you of know what would be awesome know. is if he was a book person and listened to our podcast <laughs> as we, as we <laughs> I wish you had seen the orgasm oh, face Bonnie just made. It was excellent. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know when he like walks he's around just, without his shirt on. It's like so pretty. He's just pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a witcher kind of girl myself. Although the hair I could do without. I saw a picture of that man without the hair and I just about lost my tiny mind because the witcher? he is beautiful. Uh, you don't like <gasps> the long hair? No. Uh, no. I've never been a long hair kind of girl. Hair. No. Some people. Some people I'm like, no, cut it. It looks terrible. But most of the time I'm like... Long hair. But man, when I saw his real person, his his real self, oh, I'm oh. all in. Yes. I want to see him without the long hair. How do I see him without <gasps> long hair? Um, just Google cast. Oh, yeah. He is or one Google, like, his, beautiful like, man. Real name and do images. So, yeah. <clears throat> listen listen to me. Did tell her how to find like, people. Let me, let, me, let me show you how let to stack people. Let me show people. you how this goes. Or I can just go to IMDb. So, <laughs> all in for the Witcher. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there. I mean, now that you talk about it, I might wait until I read I would, at least one or two I, I would of at them. least try one book. I've got it in my Audible. If, so if you want to read it, you can have my Audible. Um, well, I mean, if I... Oh, okay. And just I read have, it. I have like three books right now Ooh. that I'm on hold for. I'm, re- oh, I'm reading AJ Fickley again. the guy that plays again. Superman. Is, Is it? it this Henry Cav- yeah. Cavell? Yeah. yeah, no. Shut yeah, the door. Yes. He is so pretty. See what I mean? Yeah. No, I like Holy him better crap. Him. <gasps> oh my God, stop showing me that picture. <laughs> I'm going to keep my panties dry for that um, mm. audition. I, well, like, as soon as I pulled it up, I was like, wait, isn't that Superman? I, oh, I never saw that. I lied. I you can't Superman. come over after the podcast because I think I'm going to have some wet dreams with my vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he is beautiful. <laughs> We're going to go watch The Witcher without you. <laughs> Piece of cake right there. 
Oh, I yummy. definitely think I like him better with his regular hair. See? I'm going to light me some vagina candles and watch that <laughs> when I get home. <laughs> I smell like vanilla! <laughs> <laughs> with a little bit of fresh in baby. And I think on that note, <laughs> on that lovely smelling note, that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.